You are listening to Around Little Tales Podcast. Eddie O'Caro and you're listening to the Round Letter Tales podcast and as the name implies I'll be taking you through some intriguing stories both past and present from the wide world of football. Now some of these tales will amaze you, some will bemuse you and some will even leave you cracking up with laughter. All stories will be true life but will be told like a fable like a sort of bedtime story just to keep that story time vibe going. And also, I will be chipping in with a few side notes of my own to help you fully understand story plots, like to just get you know uh, up to speed what backstory was. And I'm going to be doing all I can to keep this pod going on a bi-weekly basis, so keep your eyes peeled and your ears open for subsequent episodes of the pod. And so, okay, let's crack on with it, shall we? Now, the, today's story is the story of Ali Dia, um, um, Senegalese um, footballer, in quotes, footballer, so to speak, who played uh, for Southampton in the Premier League in the 90s, 1996 to precise, um, had a very short spell at Southampton. But what was peculiar about the, um, his spell and what was peculiar about the footballer himself he wasn't actually a full-time professional footballer he was actually a student in the uk and uh, you ask yourself like uh, how 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 (laughs) does an everyday guy get to play for uh, one of the um, um, well-known and well-respected clubs um, in the english top flight Uh, but it's funny and it's um, a story that um, has a lot of um, uh, kind of like it leaves you confused. Uh, <laughs> some head scratching moments. Uh, you ask yourself, how did this actually happen? But it's uh, fair to uh, to note that um, a lot of uh, fantastic African players have graced the Premier League uh, since it started in uh, 1992. Uh, the likes of uh, Didier Drogba come to mind. A lot of um, very capable strikers. Emmanuel Adebayor um, in the late noughties also did have a very good spell in the Premier League. But the person in question, Ali Dia, most of you listening right now probably haven't have heard of him because it was a very short spell, as in it was actually a, a, a one month spell for Southampton and as the story goes in late November 1996 the then manager of Southampton um, um, Liverpool legend Graham Souness I'm pretty sure most of you know him he got a phone call from um, African uh, legend and now Liberia president George Weah at the time who was um, um, in the pomp of his footballing career at the time with um, AC Milan and um, Souness claims that he got a call from George Weah 
claiming that he had a cousin who had played for French giant Paris Saint-Germain at the time, who was out of contract and looking for a new club to uh, kickstart his career. Um, the so-called George Weah claimed that his cousin was a Senegalese international and uh, really uh, outlined uh, um, a good footballing CV that convinced Graham Souness to actually give the said person in question a, a one-month trial. The person in question was none other than Alidaya. So it, it turns out that um, this, the, the judge where in question was actually none other than Alidaya's roommate back in school. Uh, so it was basically more or less like a prank phone call <laughs> to Graham Souness. Uh, and uh, this was in the in the era of basically it was more or less no social media at the time so it was basically just phone calls there were hardly even mobile phones at the time so it was basically just phone calls with no form of no no way for the manager himself to verify if it was actually George Ware who was calling so it was really a very peculiar situation for the manager and it turns out that at that point in time in November 1996 the Southampton team was ravaged by injuries uh, most of their forward players because Alidaya was a striker most of their forward players were unfit and just recovering from injury so it, it, you can see why um, um, Graham Souness actually beat the bullet and took such um, a big risk in uh, um, trying to sign up someone who he had not even seen or heard of before uh, it was funny because when um, the deal went through Sunez talked up um, the, the player in question Alidea um, about um, his pedigree and all that which wasn't actually true <laughs> so <laughs> it was only when um, he had a training session with the rest of the squad later on in the month that the rest of the players were bemused by his absolute lack of technique and ineptitude just like just imagine like someone who has barely kicked the football uh, in the midst of full-time professionals of many many years of experience uh, some even uh, went as far as saying he, he was running around uh, in their five-a-side uh, training sessions like a headless chicken it was funny because most of the players themselves didn't believe that Alidaya would even get into the match day squad after such a shambolic performance in training and their next match was the game against Leeds and the weekend and lo and behold Alidaya was on the substitutes bench that day and out of and just out of i don't really know if i can call it sheer providence but just like something out of uh, the page of a movie script the main forward at the time matthew Letizia, got injured in that same game against leeds united after just 32 minutes and soon as had no other striker on the bench except alidea so <laughs> as expected he came on for matthew Letizia and he had a very woeful performance he just had two touches all through when he was on the pitch he did have a shot on target uh, which was saved by the goalkeeper but it was obvious that he lacked any 
positional sense as a striker. He was just bumbling around, trying to kick the ball, just like something like um, uh, a, a, a kid in the playground. So it was really a very um, comedic situation. And the, of, and the, the highest form of um, when you know you've actually been that bad in a football game is when you are a substitute and you get subbed off yourself because Aldair was substituted after just 53 minutes into the game and was booed off by Southampton fans who had seen that he was not who he said he was. He was basically an imposter. That was a really, that was a really funny, um, that was a really funny event. But what followed after his uh, shambolic performance against uh, Leeds United, what would follow was even more comedic. Uh, Ali Dea himself reported to the club physio after that game the next day, pretending to be injured, just trying to um, exclude himself when he had realized that he had been found out, tried to exclude himself from training and claimed he was injured. Next thing you know, he he disappeared from the, the hotel where he was staying because being as a, a new player, he had not really fully settled in as is the norm with players who just moved to a new club. Next thing they knew, he disappeared from the hotel where he was being housed, and even his manager Graham Sooners was unable to reach him. So he basically just up and went, and it was really funny because in the aftermath of everything. The Southampton management had no other choice but to come to the press and say they had terminated his contract with the mere effect just in, a, in an attempt to save face, uh, which is quite funny because <laughs> uh, the, that couldn't be much more far from the truth. And the, the player himself had uh, he he, had re- he signed a one-month contract despite being so bad, a contract of one thousand pounds per week. And he had already collected two weeks worth of wages so imagine that's two thousand pounds in 1996 yeah, that's a, a, a bit of a scam <laughs> if you ask me and it's safe to say that he, he, his, his, his con had paid off quite well for for him it's funny because nothing was heard of him again although it did turn out that later like a few years later he turned up for um, a sixth division club in England called Blythe Spartans uh, and just had a six month spell there before basically in quotes hanging up his boots and going back to his studies full time. Until this day, Graham Sooners himself is still quite adamant that he wasn't being conned, uh, he wasn't conned rather, that he was just desperate for reinforcements. And it's funny because when contacted for further details on Alida, the Senegalese Football Federation actually claimed that they had never heard of him, that they had no records of him. And even George Weah himself, the real George Weah, came out to deny knowing any player called Alida. So it was really just a, a real fiasco. And even in that in that time. Uh, in the um, ensuing years, uh, um, just shortly before he signed for the sixth uh, tier team called Blythe Spartans, he had gone to um, 
some other uh, higher rank clubs in the like the English third division. One was Gillingham Town, the other was a Portville Football Club. He had trials with them too, and it, 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 it seems like the jig was really up because those clubs, despite being as low as they were, didn't offer him a contract because in the training sessions that when he got called up, he was so poor that they realized that he, he wasn't even fit enough to play at that level, so he wasn't given a contract. It was really, really, really a very funny story. Uh, it turns out that um, the man himself ended up um, completing his degree in the, in the university and had a master's degree in, in business administration in the following years as he as he went on. But <laughs> his exploits in the Premier League means that he 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 he, ha, he's go, he has gone down into English football infamy, which is quite funny for someone who was just nobody who just went into the big time just had his 15 minutes of fame and the uh, english newspaper uh, the times ranked him top of their list of the 50 worst footballers to play in england so wow that is quite a story really really one that uh, probably can't happen today uh, because of the uh, we're in this age of statistics and all and um, scouts having clips of players now that he can share on social media so you actually know what you are getting now but just imagine what it would have been like in, in the 90s you'd actually have scouts traveling to go watch a player bring him to the club and let him have a training session so that the coach can see him for himself so it was really a very it was a very very funny story uh, one that uh, probably would never happen again but I just decided to bring it up um, just so you can see what it's like <laughs> just put you in the shoes of Ali Dia for a moment so you can see what it's like to actually be a Premier League footballer even if it's just it was just for say a few like three weeks so <laughs> it was a really really interesting story I hope you enjoyed it So that's it for this uh, episode of the Round Letter Tales pod. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can stick around for subsequent episodes in the coming weeks. I, I, I guarantee that you you love listening to these stories. It gives you something fresh, or like the regular football news stories you hear every day on the radio. So this is something I, this is something fresh I decided to do. I really hope you enjoy it and uh, I'll catch you next time.